Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Thursday, January 25th, 2024, and this is episode 619 of the Lots Project podcast, and it's titled Check Your Engine, and I'll be chatting about my check engine light coming on yesterday and what came from it, incompetence everywhere, and I ask a little bit question uh, yesterday after the Daily Stoic. I'm just wondering, are we stoic by nature? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, um, yeah, I got into the Daily Stoic yesterday. I read it and um, the mind went on a little, uh, went on its own little path. So I thought I'd think about that a little bit and bring that to you and see what you think. So I will uh, get to that in just a minute. Let's see what's who's hanging out in the coffee crew in the live chat. And we'll get to these topics in just a minute. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Jim in way early must have had to get up to pee at 422 and uh, I just checked my engine my engine is still there I'm going back to bed now and Pip says he's got two engines delivered yesterday in the morning shipment gingerbread with those electric cars doesn't have an engine good morning pickle Pete how we doing K bonk how we doing um <laughs> pickle pete says should do a test and swap out one of his gsd coffees for decaf and play predict the day brian picked the slow bag and you can predict when brian doesn't buy any more coffee from you there's that so <laughs> pip's wondering if we got an emissions or oxygen heater sensor circuit um pip said he ordered the stoic book yesterday should be here in a bit nice 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 and Gingerbread Farm says you got an ODB2, OD, OBD, old dirty bastard two reader, right? Uh, OBD2 reader. Yes, I do. And um, because of using it yesterday, I'll probably be doing a little video about it. Perfect. Perfect. Um, good morning, guys. How is everything going this morning? What is in the cup? It's definitely not decaf. It's definitely not decaf unless he uh, he already started screwing with me. But uh, this morning I am having breakfast with a little blonde uh, breakfast blend from Food Forest Farms with a little of the blonde espresso um, blonde espresso uh, <laughs> FTO blonde espresso. There we go. <laughs> Oh man, man. Yeah. I went with, um, I went with 38 grams of the breakfast blend and dropped in another 10 grams of the FTO blonde espresso that I found up in the counter or up in the cupboard. And, uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. I think Brian really dialed it in. Um, I think Brian dialed it in with the breakfast blend. I don't think it needed the blonde espresso. It's good. It's good. I'm not going to throw it out by any means, but I think the I think the breakfast blend is a little cleaner without it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It might grow on me. I don't think I'll do it tomorrow. I'll probably uh, switch it up a little bit and see what else what else I can come up with tomorrow. But not bad. Not bad. Check it out for yourself. You can order uh, a bunch of different varieties and mix them together if you want. Um, K Bong says forty. 
48 grams for a hundred liters of water? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a 34 ounce French press, 49 grams, 49 grams, 34 ounce, 32 ounce. I think it's listed as a 32 ounce. I think it's a 34 ounce. And then with the plunger and everything, it's uh, actually 32 ounces of water. Could be wrong. Maybe it's 34 ounces. And then with the coffee grounds in the bottom, it goes out to be 32 ounces of water. I don't know. Scrambling, you know, you know, the math on the, on that, um, the Mueller French press that, uh, that I use hundred milliliters. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, I think it's a, a, a thousand millimeter milliliters. Um, I don't do metric. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's the Mueller French press that, uh, is on my website in the, in the recommended products. <laughs> Leaders, not ounces. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's literally listed in the in the Amazon listing as ounces. I don't know what you guys want from me. I don't think I need to be your conversion puppy. Um, man, give me a second. Give me a second. Ah. Oh. 34 ounces, one liter, 34 ounces, one liter is what it is listed for, um, what it is listed for. <laughs> anyway, let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. <laughs> Stoic thought from yesterday. Stoic thought from the Daily Stoic. Link is in the video description, in the audio description. Uh, I picked it up around the first of the year, got started. I'm really enjoying it. I, I can't recommend it enough. It's definitely, um, it's definitely a good way to get yourself thinking every day. Not necessarily, not necessarily um, read a chapter, and that's kind of about uh, about kind of what yesterday was about um talked about it was marcus aurelius talking about really actually reading what he's reading don't just skim it to get the gist of it don't just skim it to memorize it don't just skim it to get it done um K Monk wants to know what the SCA is. I think it's a specialty coffee association. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, he was talking about how you actually need to dive in, deep read things, and get a a um, get a a solid grasp on what it's actually saying. Not just read it to read it. Uh, take a deep understanding from it. And also don't just take the expert's word for it. When a bunch of people are, are, are talking the loudest about something, that is when you should most dig in and, and really truly understand it. Which two things came from that yesterday. Hold on one second, guys. Sorry, sorry. It's been a, it's, it's an interesting morning here. We went from uh, heaters and stuff on to, uh, to fans on last night. So 
little wet in here. Uh, anyway, the the daily stoic meditation from yesterday got me thinking in two different paths. One one was um, in in his explanation of it in Ryan Holiday's ex- explanation of the of the quote from Marcus Aurelius. He talked about um, how that's why we should read one page a day. Yeah, I'm having a rough morning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm just uh, a little off for sure. Um, but he talks about he talks about how we should probably read one page at a time, not one chapter at a time, not one book at a time, and really dive in and understand that. And it made me think about how I changed my reading habits when I started reading this book. And I've, um, I mentioned it when I first read it that immediately I started reading it multiple times, reading it slower, digesting what it said, going back and reading parts and then reading them again and then moving on. Um, it's, it was, it was noticeable to me right, right off the bat. Uh, I think Pip mentioned it when I said that it's like, oh, weird ingesting stoicism as, uh, as it is meant to be. Um, and gingerbread farm says, that's how I read happiness is a serious problem. Did you get that recommendation from me? Because if you did, I, I really, I'd like to know because, I, I've really I pushed that book to um, a few different webs and I like to keep track of kind of where it went because somebody 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 passed that to me and um, it, it really changed the way I looked at a lot of things and I've given it to a lot of different people physically and a recommendation but yeah it's um that's another book that that really changes the way you you um okay yeah you bought it through an affiliate link okay <laughs> Thanks, James. But this book it instantly slowed me down, and I think, and I don't know if it was the material that was in it, the like the content that was in the passage, um, or how it's laid out on a daily. Um, he he specifically says that uh, Dennis Prager is the author of, uh, happiness is a serious problem, Jim. It's a, it's a fantastic book, especially, I mean, if you're, if you're in a bad way, if you're in a bad way, if you're, sh- if your life is a shit storm, um, that book, that book can do some stuff for you. If you actually take the time to read it. Um, so I don't know if it was, the way that Ryan Holiday wrote the book and laid it out and intentionally made it a daily meditation and spurring thoughts for journaling. This is this is what Marcus Aurelius did in meditations. That's what he did. It was daily. It was a slow, deep dive into things on a daily basis, not huge topics, but just little things that that really stuck for a day. Good morning, Clark. How are we doing? And so Ryan set it out that way in the book where it's a daily thing. It's small, it's consumable multiple times and in depth. Uh, but I think the topics lend itself, uh, lend itself for that too. 
Uh, I think as you read the the content, it, it really sends you down that path. So I didn't know. Um, yeah, I know you're good, Jim. It's not the. Yeah, it, it really makes you look at what happiness is. Sorry, sorry. That I, sorry, I get distracted. That that book I call Corey. Corey knows I refer to that book as the book, <laughs> not the not the good book, not the good book. I don't want to offend anybody, but um, yeah, yeah, made made a significant impact in my life. Um, but so I, I just naturally, I don't know if I naturally started reading that way, but this book, if it was the the actual physical way it was set up, the the content or whatever, but I'm really enjoying reading uh, this way. I'm really enjoying reading one page a day um, and reading that page four or five times and really thinking about it. So I started thinking about that in the morning right after I read it. Uh, and that I think that was really the intention was, hey, um, we seek to we seek to really get a deep understanding of the things we read. We seek to not take the uh, the advice of experts and trust, but verify, basically, you know, bringing Bitcoin uh, slang into this trust, but verify. Um so that kind of that was my morning thought on it. And then I, I picked it up in the afternoon and kind of skimmed through it again just to uh, refresh the refresh the brain cells after I had done a bunch of other stuff and kind of ponder it again because it had been sticking in the back of my head. <coughs> and one thing that came up and it made me made me question and and go down the line of, of kind of troubleshooting or um, I guess, I guess seeing if I was wrong, but I'm wondering if, if we're stoic, if we have stoic philosophy, if we have stoic tendencies, um, if we have stoic tendencies, naturally like from birth as a little baby with no outside influences no outside stimuli are we stoic by nature do we question everything do we seek deeper understandings of things because we don't know anything do we have that condition out of us over years and years and years of asking questions and being shut down, of going to school and being coerced into just believing what authority said, whether that's teachers or principals or whoever, um do we is our natural state to kind of live by the tenets of stoicism and we're conditioned out of it i don't know think about a little kid think about a little kid I pulled up uh I pulled up the um the basics 
tenets of, uh, or I guess um, the stoic beliefs, the core beliefs. And I'm not going to, I'm sure it's not going to hit all of them. I'm sure it's not going to hit all nine of these. Uh, but some of them, some of them, if you want a smooth flow of life, live according to nature. We don't know anything different other than living according to nature. As an infant, as a baby, you're brought into this world. You know one thing. You know instincts in nature. You know the to suck on your mom's nipple to get milk. I mean, like that kind of shit. Um, happiness isn't found in things, but in virtue alone. It's all about the value and the choices we make. We don't know about things. As we grow up, we understand accumulating things is this this um, this this uh, ideal that uh, everybody around us wants. But we let's learned things and stuff. I understand we don't un, we don't grasp this as an infant, but is the natural state of our brain? I don't know. I don't know. I just went down this road. I could be totally fucking off base. I could be on third base, and we are we're, we still haven't even gotten a hit. I don't know. Um, we don't control external events. We only control our thoughts, opinions, decisions, and duties. We don't even we don't even consider external events to us. We do our thing as an infant. I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. I got to explore this more. This was just something yesterday afternoon that it, it popped into my head. And so I started I've started going down this a little bit. I don't know. Um, we've each been given the inner resources we need to thrive. Right there. We've been given them it, 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 like didn't learn them. We've been given them. Uh, we must eliminate toxic emotions. Why hope, fear, anger are always the worst strategies. I don't know. We'll see. It's a point. It's, it's something I'm going to ponder more. I, I jot it down for sure to, to look at it more and think about and, uh, and really see if there's a correlation there. I don't know. Um, Jim says we are curious animals by nature. It is beaten out of us by the poverty mindset around us. And James says, you actually don't even know that babies take a long, we don't, you actually don't even know that babies take a long time to figure out how to eat, especially when you consider how often they need it, need to eat, but take a day or two to master it. I mean, we're obviously born with a lot of um, with a lot of instinct. Why why would we be different than any animal? Uh, you look at uh, you look at animals in nature that are born, and the things that they know. No one taught them a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, why why would it be different from us? I don't know. Are we uh, are we conditioned out of this? And did the Stoics? Is it such a valuable philosophy? Is it such a powerful tool? Because it's just going back to the natural state of humans that we started at. That whatever life situations we went through, whether it be in ancient Rome or in Greece or in um, you know the Great Depression or whatever. Has it always conditioned out of us? Not necessarily the same way, but the way to make it happen is to get back to the original. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. Apes on ego trips from Incubus. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to think about that. We'll have to think about it. Anyway, you can ponder it. You can ponder it yourself and uh, and chime in at, at any place that I, I have social media. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So that was uh, that was something I pondered on there for quite a bit yesterday as I was doing other work, as I was diving into things. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> what is on my list here? The, the title of the show, the title of the show today is uh, Check Your Engine. Check Your Engine. Um... <laughs> Hunter says, it seems to be a big pain when someone wants to freak out about something and you're just like, Meh. oh, that is that is the ultimate way to fire up a Karen for sure. For sure. If she wants to lose your lose her mind and you show no if you show indifference, that's it. Just like, OK, lady. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're not giving her what she wants. You're not giving her what she wants. Uh, anyway, so check engine, check engine. So yesterday, I uh, I've been trying to get caught up on the mail. So we've had we have uh, packages. I have several packages that are on their way here that got caught up in this disaster of a weather event. Um, I'm seeing messages in all the local groups that uh, that UPS. FedEx, the post office are all backed up. I talked to the post office lady yesterday and she said that everybody that comes in is saying that all of their stuff is just sitting in. Um, well, you'll get a the the, the notice. Uh, you'll get a, a delivery date when we have it. And then it'll say expected delivery today. Yesterday, I had two packages that went to status out for delivery. And then after the fact, it just said, uh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> maybe tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Jim says everyone use informed delivery. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I can't really do it here. Uh, but I do have tracking on a lot of my packages. Uh, personally, if somebody sends me something, I request that they they tell me that it's coming so I can look for it at the post office. And then anything I order online, you always get a tracking number. So. Uh, I, I keep very good tabs on the stuff coming because it's not coming to my um, it's not coming to my um, mailbox. Like they're not leaving it on my front porch. I got to go somewhere else to get it. So <clears throat> definitely keep an eye on it. Everything's backed up. Uh, I had noticed that a couple things were coming in yesterday. So I, I was going to take a trip to the post office. I was going to go to Savannah yesterday. Oh, I forgot to put that on my notes. I was supposed to go to Savannah yesterday, but uh, man, we're in flood stage here. We're in flood zone uh, at, in Savannah from the Tennessee River after all the snow melt and the rain that was uh, predicted. Luckily, we have skirted the top of the, the major storm, so we're not getting as much rain. Um, it, um, we're, we got some, and we're supposed to get more today. But I think we got, uh, we'll end up getting like two to three inches where they were saying we were going to get like six to seven, six to eight, something like that. Uh, they were giving the the um, reports about the flooding 
and the place that's in between me and there. So I'm only like 15 miles from there, but there is a place like three to four miles on my journey there that they were giving reports that they were already starting to flood. And I said, you know, I don't know the necessary, I don't know the sloughs, the runoffs, the low point roads, uh, things like that, that flood. And I learned from Texas that, man, it, it, it can be anywhere. It can be anywhere. When we were in Texas uh, last February, the rains were so heavy that, that the back roads were flooding. Um, getting around got interesting. And at least in Texas, I had cell phone signal to reroute myself. Now, as I was planning my trip out, I'm like, okay, well, if I get stuck, where do I go? Because I know I can't change my map because I have no cell service between here and there. Um what road do I go to? How do I get back? How do I not get myself into more trouble? Um, and so I decided not to go. I talked to Corey. I said, hey, do we got enough food? Do we, can we um, skimp by on laundry? Can we bust into our emergency clothes and things like that um, and make it a few more days just till this this flooding, this flooding risk, risk gets by? And so I canceled my trip. I was going to go to Dollar General, pick up some uh, some necessities that we needed. I was going to go to the post office and and grab packages. And so I fire up the truck. And uh, the post office is like two miles in one direction, if not if not less. And then dollar the closest Dollar General is like eight miles the other direction. <laughs> Jim says, note to self, note on map, low areas that may flood or wash out roads uh, and bridges as part of our bug out preps. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. And uh, in Florida, you just mark the whole state. Aren't you like a total of like eight feet above sea level? I did actually look up the sea level of our location here, where we are sitting, um, not the town because the town is down the hill. Uh, on the way into the river so i imagine that's pretty close to the same uh, level as the river but i noticed that the the river report the the flood stage report was given in uh, elevation and so i wanted to know how close it was to us and we got over 100 feet to spare we're good we're good here but actually down the road here past the post office it drives right into the river i've talked about that before people have actually driven into the river and died so, I mean, we're close to the Tennessee River, and when it goes into flood stage, you get a little worried. <laughs> Chris Dixon says, "Are you kind of bugged out already?" Yeah, I am. I am. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been spinning on that a lot too lately. Um, living, living this way really prepares us for these shitty uh, weather events and disaster events because we don't even blip on the radar. Probably going to talk about that tomorrow. But anyway, I so I took off to go to Dollar General. I took off to go to the post office, and I pull out in the truck. I get to the I get to the main road. I I, I go to go to Dollar General, which I was going to go there and then uh, give the post office a little more time to get their shit together and pick up uh, get my packages. And so I turn. I get a quarter mile down the road, and the truck didn't feel right. I couldn't really place what it was. It wasn't anything super significant. It wasn't like a loud noise necessarily. Um, it's a it's an older truck. Like it, it has some, it's like me. It's old. It's got some creaks and, and moans and things like that. So I didn't think of much of it. And as I went up the first hill, um, the check engine light came on. The check engine light 
flashing. Never good. You know, it's it's bad when it comes on solid, but when it starts flashing, I was like, oh shit. Uh, and so I was like, oh, hmm, what do I do? This is our only vehicle. Um, it was stormy yesterday. It wasn't raining at the time. And I was like, I don't feel like walking very far if I have to. So I hit the first side road. I pull in. I put it in reverse. I turned around. And as I get to turn back out on the road to come back to figure out what the fuck's going on, the light's out. No more check engine. I was a little confused. So I came back, uh, maybe a total of a half a mile round trip. I get into the driveway. Uh, Corey's like, that was quick. What's going on? I dig out my o o um, OBD2 sensor and I plug it in. And I had misfire. Had a misfire. It was um, <laughs> the give them give the dealership money light. <laughs> yeah, pickle piece says flashing is bad. Well, I had a miss. I had a misfire. I had a misfire on one of the cylinders. Uh, and I think when I put it in reverse or change gears, it cleared the, the cleared the warning cleared the warning. Uh, and so I, I was in the driveway. I got the sensor. I, I pulled the code when I was looking for the sensor. It was, uh, it was in one of the compartments in the truck. I wasn't sure where I had put it cause I hadn't used it in a while. And, um, and so I found it, I turned the truck off, I plugged it in, I turned the truck back on and started to, to connect the sensor. And it sounded completely different. And I was like, interesting, cleared the code, saw what it was, cleared the codes, um, did a little, did a little troubleshooting in the driveway. No, no, nothing huge or anything. I really didn't even pop the hood because it didn't, it didn't sound it didn't sound like it did before. It sounded normal at this point. And so I told Corey, I said, hey, I'm going to go to the post office, which is closer. Um, <laughs> Rachel says, those mean nothing. Just keep driving. It's going to go to the post office, which is only like a two mile round trip. Uh, that's not a big deal. I drive to the post office. No hiccups whatsoever. It sounded smooth as, smooth as silk. Uh, get to this post office, shut it off, turn it back on. No problem. Left the, left the sensor, um, <laughs> left the sensor on and monitored real time. This, uh, this sensor I got as great as like 30 bucks. I'm going to put a, put a post out for it today. I didn't grab the link, uh, to throw it in the, in the stuff today, but yeah, I went to the post office. No problem. I went to, I shut it off. I decided I was going to make the trip to Dollar General since it was only, you know, five or six miles. I knew I could get back. I could just walk if I had to. <coughs> and um, no problem. No problem whatsoever. Went and um, I went, went to Dollar General, did my shopping, came out, restarted the truck, uh, got home. No problem. Never threw another code. Never ran rough, never, um, nothing. So I don't know. I don't know. Bad gas, moisture in the cylinder. I don't know. Chris Dixon says glitch in the matrix. That's what I was kind of hoping for. Um, uh, I hate ignoring issues. 
I hate ignoring issues, especially ones that throw up codes with a flashing check engine. Like everybody said, that's um, kind of important. They want you to stop. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Misfire could have been a bunch of things, I suppose. Um, I think K-Bonk suggested um, Fuse, Funky Connections. I don't know. I don't know. Gingerbread says Misfire could be plug, coil pack, or wire if it's simple. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was so random and such a short period and then completely gone. So I, I, I'm going to see if it happens again, it'll go in. If it doesn't, um, anomaly, I guess glitch in the matrix, like Chris Dixon said, Pip says, I checked the battery and terminals. Interesting because I did have battery issues at one point. What, um, what about the battery and the terminals is going to throw, um, misfire from the coil pack lack of power gingerbread says you have so much water right now and it's intermittent i would lean towards um okay all right i got you bad grounds bad juju the computer yeah I got you. I got you. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's wet and nasty. I was thinking uh, something water related myself, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Keep an eye on it. See what happens. Definitely keep an eye on it. See what happens and move forward there. I did drop the link for the the sensor that I picked up. I really like it. It's, it's pretty generic and it can interact with a, a bunch of aftermarket apps in both app stores, uh, the, the Google and um, I got gingerbread. <laughs> um, sorry guys, I'm checking up. <laughs> we're doing, we're doing, uh, truck diagnostics in the, in the comments over here. I was just, just making sure I, I internalized all these suggestions. So I have them on record because for some reason I, I, I don't get a copy of the chat at the end. I actually, actually, if I want to catch something back in the chat, I have to go to the YouTube video and like scroll to that point in the video to get the chat. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> But awesome. I, uh, I appreciate the input guys. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was odd. It was odd for sure. I was like, Oh shit, really? This is all I need. Corey, Corey was, I came back. She's like, what's going on? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. The truck wasn't running right. And it threw a code and, uh, the check engine light was flashing and she just got a look on her face and turned around and walked back in. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, let's move on from that. Let's move on. Uh, we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated on the truck and, and send how it goes. And that's, that's pretty much my life. Life. Um, <laughs> Chris Dixon, this is like when a customer calls and says the check engine light is on. What could it be? <laughs> well, I gave you more diagnostics than that. It was running a little rough. My sensor threw a, a, a misfire code. Um, 
let's move on. Let's move on to another another great topic. Chris Dixon actually got this one spinning in my head and got me got me a little fired up yesterday. I apologize for uh, Toolman Tim's chat for um, losing my mind a little bit. But uh, Chris was telling a story about uh, a gas. Um, it's um, his gas. He called in a gas leak, a natural gas leak at his neighbor's house the other day. And um, the employee that showed up had to be handheld through it, basically was uh, blowing it off, didn't see anything, nothing to see here. Uh, move on. Chris knew better because he had seen it and um, seen it and one that called it in. So he uh, he he politely showed him what the hell he was talking about and and helped him and they they fixed it and everything is OK. Um, but there was a lot of reaction and I think it was probably knee jerk reaction in the group about, you know, oh, that employee, blah, 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 that employee, that employee. And yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I, I understand that you have to hold employees responsible, but it really kind of, um, it, it struck a chord with me real fast that, um, we have to not assume competence anywhere <laughs> context clues he saw the gas leak yeah it was it was it was definitely this from his description it was blowing out of the meter <laughs> but anyway it made me it made me think that people are really relying on people to be competent and I think there should be a, a, an assumption that when you call the gas company, that the guy comes out to fix the gas and he knows what he's doing. It's not true, guys. It's not true. We can't assume competence anywhere. I actually think that we need to... Um, <laughs> we need to assume... He didn't even go out of the truck. Pickle Pete would ask, was he checking for a leak with a Bic? Uh, Chris said that he didn't even get out of the truck <laughs> until Chris showed him with his binoculars where it was leaking. <laughs> yeah, Chris, it is your story. Uh, it got me all fired up yesterday. <laughs> that, um, that people assume that everybody's competent. Chris did the right thing. Uh, told him, no, you're wrong. It's, it's, it's leaking. Um, and I think you need to do something about it. But uh, I think we assume that employees that are coming to service our stuff, um, the that, you know, people that are doing jobs that are dangerous are competent. And they're they're not necessarily not necessarily. Uh, I went down the I went down the line of, you know, right now there's the the workforce is crazy. Um, everybody's hiring, but nobody wants a job. Everybody that has employees uh, are short-staffed. The employees are overworked and probably undertrained. And if they're not undertrained, the new employees that come in are rushed through training, uh, probably not getting the best training and uh, and put out in situations that they probably shouldn't be or wouldn't have been uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. 
because the person that's training them just wants to not have the workload. They want to offload some of their work. So you blast them through it. Um, is that the fault of the new employee that he doesn't know everything? Is it incompetence or is it ignorance? Is it the employee's responsibility? And it is, I think you, you, you are responsible for your own safety, but you don't know what you don't know. Uh, I mentioned the fact that that's where I parted ways with my last company was the, the final straw was sticking up for a couple of kids that didn't know any better. They were 18 years old and a company was putting them in very, very, very dangerous positions, um, not only for themselves, but for everybody at that gas station that they were going to work on. Not every, not every situation was that way. I'm not trying to be dramatic in the fact, but there are things that they asked them to do that they didn't know what they were doing and they were putting themselves at risk. Some of the things they were doing that they didn't know how to do were putting other people at risk. And the company itself wasn't providing them the proper equipment to keep themselves safe in an everyday practice. Not knowledge, not equipment, not supplies. They weren't forcing them to take it. They weren't emphasizing the importance of it. <laughs> the, ki the, the kids were being instructed, and it's like telephone game. They were being instructed. Um, they were being instructed by people that had also been shortchanged because it's been a long time since anybody's been fully staffed. Where does the where does it fall? Does it fall on the trainer? Does it fall on the company? Chris Dixon says the employee is as responsible for training as the employer. I don't know. I don't know. Rewilder Life says also depends on what you're talking about here. If we're talking $50 an hour versus $12 an hour, it's different. But is it? I mean, tax tax uh gas tax were in the you know they would pay him as little as possible and when there's nobody to hire at twenty dollars at thirty dollars at forty dollars an hour i think naturally the company is going to gravitate towards the lowest common denominator and hire some people that can get in the door to turn a wrench they don't think about the fact that the situation they're putting them in so yeah I don't know. I, I'm just glad at this point in my life that I'm an old, crusty, uh, been through it, uh, blue collar. That at the point that, uh, that I left it, I was the one standing up for those kids. Not, and, and I'm not looking for um, attaboys or anything. I did the shit that they did. I worked for employers that put me in really bad situations. I worked for employers that didn't give me the tools to be safe. And I didn't care enough 
I didn't care enough to, I, I was invincible. I wasn't scared. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't take the time to stop and, and really internalize what could fucking go wrong if I didn't know. Over the years, I, I got bit enough by a little electricity here or smashed my fingers enough there or had close calls here or there or saw people get injured. I've seen people get really seriously injured on the job, uh, up and including death. Um, I, I learned that I don't know. I, I know very little in this world. It's... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But you can't expect the people that know. You can't expect competence. They might they might put out that they know what they're talking about, and they might. That's the problem. They might. And I don't know if you're expected to know better. I don't know what we can do about it. But I don't think you can expect competency from anyone coming to your place to work on your shit anymore and it's been a while it's been a while uh it's been a while in fact when we were selling our house two houses ago not our farmhouse the one before that before we bought our farmhouse um the the city we were living in had an ordinance that you needed a city inspection to sell your house they needed to come in and make sure you know the furnace was working the water was working uh things like that basic basic safety safety things uh to sell the house uh coincidentally like a month after we sold they 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 changed that and it was no longer required but when the city inspector came i was uh i was walking around with him because i was a tech at that point um and we went down in the basement and he pulled out his uh his his uh co monitor and it went off he turned it on and it beeped and i'm like that's interesting that's interesting i got one he was standing next to it standing next to it, the one that was mounted by my furnace. And it beeped and it went off and he's like resetting things. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. And I figured maybe he was calibrating it to air to turn off and this and that. Uh, he turned the he turned the the furnace on and before there could have been enough combustion to even set the sensor off, the sensor went off. And he's like, oh, I got to red tag this furnace. I'm like, what? Your Your sensor's wrong. It's like literally next to a monitor on the wall and that's not going off. And I tested that. Um, what's the deal here? And he's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I said, well, do it again. Let me see your shit. He wouldn't let me look at his equipment. I knew it was not calibrated right. I knew that the reading was wrong. And the fact that he put a red tag on my furnace meant that I had to install a new one. Because he didn't know what he was doing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So incompetence has been around for a while. Definitely been around for a while. It cost me a couple grand putting a new furnace in my house before I could sell it because they wouldn't listen to me. They wouldn't send someone else out. And when I told them that I was going to have someone else come out and test it, they said that didn't matter. It needed to be replaced because it's red tagged. Because miraculously, at some point, I would be able to get somebody to come out and test it, and it would be good. And it's only bad intermittently, like my check engine light. I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
Pip says, I can't make the new dude want to learn overlooking at their phone, even when there's plenty to learn. Yeah. I, and then, you know, that I'm, I try to remember that that was, that's my favorite part of a new job is learning. Once I learn enough, I can't stand it. <laughs> All I want to do is learn it and leave and go learn something else. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's me. Um, uh, yeah, I really, that's why I don't train. That's why I don't train. It's one of the biggest reasons I don't train. A is because normally when you're training uh, in this day and age, you don't know the job well enough to be training. Like I never felt, I never felt in any role in the last three or four jobs. I guess the, 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 the startup, None of us knew shit. I knew it the best, so I should have been training. Um, I uh, <laughs> I was always put in a position to trade where I was still trying to concentrate on doing the job to the best of my ability. And um, I just, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't train someone. They weren't compensating for it. Uh, they, uh, they were putting me, I made more mistakes when I was trying to teach somebody else something that I wasn't proficient and, uh, and, and ready to train. Like, I don't know why they were putting me in that situation. So I just flat out fucking refused to do it. <laughs> Dixon says the workforce has become two feet in a heartbeat, heartbeat optional, I think, or two feet optional. Yeah. Either way, either way. Morning, John Palmer. How we doing? How are we doing? Uh, what else? What else? Oh, I um, I have an interview coming up in February. I have a... Um, it's not set on the date yet. It's, uh, it's confirmed, but, uh, with some PTO and some things, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna get confirmed date here at the end of next week, middle of next week sometime, uh, probably be mid February, but I'm going to have a rep from Blockstream. I'm going to do an interview. Yeah. I shut down interviews for quite a while here. Uh, and I'm thinking about starting to do one or two, not on a schedule. I'm not going back to doing them every Monday night, every Monday and Thursday, every nothing. Um, but I'm definitely interested in doing a few right now. Uh, I want to talk to a rep from Blockstream. Uh, there's a gentleman that I want to talk to. He just, he just shot me down and said, he can't, he can't schedule it. Like he's had trouble scheduling with other people. I, I'll probably just send him a calendar link and say, just pick. And, uh, and that's all I want is an hour appointment. And it'll be an interview, whether you want it to be or not. Uh, so I might do that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to ask a question, I, I'm I'm likely going to go live with it. I'm pretty sure they're okay with it being live. Um, but depending on when it is, he might actually be in England. He might actually be in England. Uh, I, uh, they're based out of England, and I don't know where their team is, so the out the the timing might be weird. But I definitely will announce it and. Um, I want to include questions that people had about Blockstream. And if you're not in the Telegram group, uh, I posted it yesterday. I posted a, uh, a post in there about questions. If you have a question for Blockstream about the Jade, about um, the general functionality of it, what's coming up, um, anything like that, 
I will uh, I will be sure to ask them if you just let me know. I just need to get a, la- a list. Uh, K-Bong says your av- Avapow 6K jump box review showed up in my feed. That's fantastic. That's good. <laughs> that thing's great. I, I definitely recommend that. If you guys uh, if you guys need a jump box for your a jump pack and you got a larger truck, uh, that it, it will handle it for sure. Um, Rewilder Life says this is what happens when everyone gets a trophy. It, the the incompetence, the indifference, the lack of drive to be the best because it doesn't matter. You're still going to get a paycheck. You're still going to get your trophy. You got it. Dixon says, though, Chris Dixon says, it's funny, though, Rachel, that's our fault because we accepted it and didn't fight it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> there were quite a few people that fought that. I think it was inevitable. I think that the people that didn't come in first pushed the agenda and you know, only one person can come in first, and only a handful of people understand that coming in second is just not. You didn't do quite good enough, but you still need to strive to be number one. Uh, it was the people that came in eighth that had no desire and no, no inclination that there's ever a time that they could win that needed to feel included. And there's a lot more people that didn't get a first place trophy or understand that they needed to work harder to get a first place trophy that were more than willing to accept a participation trophy. So I think the people that understood the concept of working harder to achieving your goals, to getting there, and if you don't get there, understanding why and uh, and how to get there. Maybe you need to try something else. Maybe you need to work harder. Maybe you're just not as good as the person that you're competing against. All of those things. I think the people that didn't understand that ended up being more. And as it as it gained snowball effect, that's what happened. <laughs> Chris Dixon wants to know how do Bitcoin. <laughs> easy, easy. Just buy it. Just stack it. <laughs> Uh, Rewilder said, I sat my kids down and told them the world didn't care about their sob story. The one who's works the hardest and is willing to learn gets somewhere. That's the magic sauce. Yes. 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 Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for teaching your kids that no one gives a shit. Try harder. And if you don't get what you want, it's because you you didn't pick the right thing. You didn't work hard enough. You, you, it's you, it's you. I don't know. John Palmer says, I drive all day, every day. People tell me I'm number one all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's um it's a very interesting dynamic in the world today. I'm going to talk tomorrow about how insulated I've really felt lately. 
whether it be from the weather stuff going on, whether it be from the the clown circus that's about to take place for the next nine months, whether it's um, the end of the world as we know it, whether it's um, Ukraine or Israel or all of that. With all these things that pop up, I sit back and think about how they affect me. Tomorrow, I think I'm going to talk about it. I'll put it on the list. Put it on the list. You guys got anything else you want me to talk about? Oh, anytime. Anytime. Uh, let me know. Either a private message, email, telegram group, chat, live chat, web page, whatever. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, speaking of web page. <laughs> Chris Dixon says the biggest election of all time, part 38. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's the most important election of our lifetime, guys. I saw, and I saw, and, and if you re read it on the internet, it's true. I saw that if we don't elect President Trump, former President Trump, that this will be the end of the world and the Republic as we know it. Guys, if that's not enough to get you to, to vote for Donald Trump, I don't know what I can tell you. Get out. Get out and vote. Rock the vote. <laughs> James says, world's F. Just watch it burn. Rewild their lives wondering about flat earth aliens and astronauts. I will talk about flat earth. I'll talk about the flat earth and aliens and, and astronaut astronauts. <laughs> vote early, vote often folks. <laughs> anyway, I was going to mention um, about the website. I am doing a little tinkering. I'm uh, adding some pages. I'm rearranging some stuff. I, uh, I, I went and read it and I'm very not happy with what I put up there. Uh, I think I got in the in the mode of just getting it up and getting it changed. And uh, I wasn't happy. Anyway, I added a page yesterday uh, of um, of partner companies and discount codes. All these things I mentioned, uh, companies that I've kind of hooked up with as I'm getting companies sending stuff and I and I test them out and they they give me discount codes or special links. I'm going to put them all there. One easy place to find it. Uh, you'll be able to find it from the homepage, but it's just going to be a list. As I um, as I look into the products, and I got a bunch there right now that I have to get caught up on blog posts, but I'm going to do write-ups. I'm going to do probably multiple write-ups, at least one multiple for each of the products. Uh, as I use them, why I recommend them, um, tips and tricks, things like that. Um, so yeah, I also have a, a big list of product reviews. Um the things that I've used that I recommend with Amazon links. Uh, so I'll have one page for products, one page for companies um, and things like that. So that uh, that got put up yesterday. Still needs some work and a lot of coming soon stuff, but it's there. If you want to check it out, it's easy way to figure out um, what, what links help us, what links help Corey and I, and um, what also um, where you can get some discounts and things things like that that uh, have come from all the time and, and and effort I've put into this building, whatever this this thing is. So, 
Chris Dixon says a coworker is a flat earther, so I introduced the flat sun theory to him. <laughs> the flat sun. I love the flat sun theory. <laughs> uh... Columbia. I I don't know. I don't know. Hey, everybody, hit that thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up. K-Bong says, thump the thumb. Thump the thumb for sure. Thump that share, guys. If you enjoy the show in the morning, uh, hit the share. Share it with your friends. If you know people that are up this time of day and like to come and bullshit and uh, and talk and laugh and and maybe ponder some things or, or learn something, uh, whatever this um, this amoeba is, do it. Do it. Do it. Hunter says, but what if they're right? Well, what if they're right? Does it change the temperature in your pool? Let's talk about it. Like, seriously, if the earth is flat, what difference does it make to me? Like, if all of a sudden um, a divine spirit came out of the sky, came down and said, hey, asshole, the earth is flat. It is. Okay, perfect. Rachel says, I don't have friends. Perfect. You're in comp good company here, then. <laughs> anyway, guys, I appreciate y'all listening. If you enjoyed the show, it's always free to hit that like, share, and subscribe. To return value for value to me, please consider joining one of the YouTube membership tiers or listening on any value for value platform like Podverse, Wavelake, or Fountain.fm. Visit thelotsproject.com to find more information and all my links. Um, it's Thursday. Make it through Thursday, guys. It's Thirsty Thursday. I don't think pizza's coming today. I'm kind of bummed about it. I will be looking for Facebook updates from old Charlie and see if he's rolling into town today. Anyway, let's get out of here and uh, I'll catch up with you tomorrow. going to be Friday. We'll talk about uh, insulating yourself from the world and whatever else happens to pop up. Have a good day, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow.